Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies, and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Haley Hayhurst. She is the founder of Espresso Podcast Production, which is a full-service podcast agency that helps business owners increase their revenue through strengthening their podcast strategy. Haley, welcome to the space. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Hello, hello. So glad that you are here. Me too. I hope you are well. How's your day going so far? Pretty good so far. Just a nice chill day so far. I'm heading out of town this afternoon, so just a lot of catching up to do. (laughs) Nice, nice. Well, enjoy wherever you are going to. Thank you. Yeah, so reading like literally two sentences or a sentence about you. Maybe can you start off giving us a little bit more information about who you are and whatever that looks like before we dive in? Yeah, definitely. So like you said, my name is Haley Hayhurst. I'm the founder of Espresso Podcast Production. I got into podcasting actually back in 2017 when I had a podcast with my best friend in college. And we did it all by ourselves, the editing, production, the marketing, all of those things. And we really just did it for fun and a way to connect and be creative like this whole podcast is about. And so I got into some corporate positions and really what my my life plan was to do was to join the Peace Corps and then COVID happened. So once I could no longer travel and fulfill that part of what I was going to do, I moved up to Seattle and started my business, Espresso Podcast Production, with all of the experience that I had from my previous podcast in college. And I started coaching other podcasters and working with podcasters on their production side. And it has just been so much fun. God, isn't it great, everybody? I mean, you can hear it in her voice. She's just like, it's just been so much fun. (laughs) Like, there really is such ease. I love how you already use the words like you said it was all about connection and creativity and I'm also it's just interesting to hear when you said you know what your life plan was it's the whole expectation that we think our life is going in our direction and then we're like pivot yep exactly pivot 
<laughs> but then you're working with this knowledge that you have so and teaching other people. So anyway, this is going to be great. So let's start with our would you rather and then we'll dive into the questions. And I have to ask, this is kind of like a technical issue. Do you guys hear my earrings? <laughs> Do you hear any kind of jingling sound going on? I don't hear anything. No. Okay. I just wanted to hear to know that we can edit this out because I hear it. So I don't know if you guys can hear it. So, okay, here we go. So Haley, would you rather listen to one song for the rest of your life or never be able to listen to the same song twice? Ooh, that's a good question. I think I'd rather not be able to listen to the same song twice. Hmm. Yeah, I was curious to see how you would answer this. I was kind of like my initial response was, well, I want something in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but people come up with these answers where I'm like, oh, yeah, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, I think I'd rather not listen to the same song twice because one, I would get sick of that one song. And two, I think people really express themselves through songs. And so it would just like, open up your mind to so many different ideas and things like that. Like I was recently going through a breakup and I was playing all of these breakup playlists and I was like, you know what? Music is really helping me get over this. And so I really think music and different songs and different people that are singing these songs can really, you know, change your perspective and get you through moments where you may need it. Well, first, I'm sorry to hear that. But second, it's true. It's that's what music. I mean, God, music totally changes your mood, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. Or it gives you perspective where you're sitting there and you're like, wow, they're saying exactly what I feel. It's like, how do they know? <laughs> how do they know? Are they in my brain? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. Okay, so let's just dive right in. So Haley, how do you define the word creativity? I would define the word creativity by saying, really for me, what it is, is trying new things. So once COVID happened and I moved to Seattle, I really didn't have any hobbies because previous to you know, moving up here, I was always employed full-time or I was a full-time student and was just always working towards the next big achievement in my life. And so once I was unemployed and living with my mom and then moved up to Seattle by myself, I really realized I wasn't really expressing myself very creatively. I may have been creating some things, but I wasn't being the most creative person that I could be. And so one of the first things I did was, I'm actually looking at it right now, made a list of all of these ideas I had for myself to start expressing myself more and trying new things. And I think creativity can be, you know, for me, it is those two things, expressing yourself and trying new things. And I mean, sometimes the things I try do not work out, but I'm like, well, that is a creative look on this. <laughs> like, I tried art, like I tried painting, and I was like, this is quite creative. It's not what I was going for, but it is quite creative. But I've also found some things that I absolutely love. Like, I had no idea that I love crocheting. I 
and making like clothes now and it's just so much fun so I think that's really what creativity is Mm. I love it and what you're just saying to me also kind of comes off as exploration yes that's a big part of it like you're trying these different things and some things you realize well I'm not very good at that so and I don't really enjoy it but then there are other things where like, I'm not great at it now, but I enjoy it and I either want to get better at it or I don't mind kind of sucking at it. It's just fun. Um, or those things that are just like right off, you're like, I really want to just spend so much time in this space and just be immersed in it. And there's like different levels to it. You learn about yourself. It's connection. Totally. And I think my painting phase, it wasn't, I was not good at it. But it brought a lot of joy to myself and all of my friends who I showed my art to because we all could laugh at it. (laughs) But I I think that's a really, it's so important to recognize this whole aspect of laughing at ourselves. Yes, totally. And just laughing. There's this whole political correctness of everything where it's like, well, you shouldn't do that. That's not right. That's not the right thing to do. But it's just like, oh my, this is, I'm just having fun. and laughter I mean besides all the good quality I mean it sets off endorphins and these neural paths all this good stuff for you it's just it's just fun to be exploring and experimenting oh my gosh it really really is but I really appreciate what you said is that you made a I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit more but I want to acknowledge I love the idea that you made a list of ideas on ways that you could start expressing. Can you give us just some other examples of things that were on that list from like, are there like crazy, silly things to more serious or? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like I said, I'm looking at the list right now and I started it off by saying the two rules I had were to have fun and just try something new. And so under it, I put all of these ideas, which were crocheting, baking, coloring books, uh, volunteer work, trying to learn Spanish, um, just like starting a blog and making candles. And I haven't made it through all of that list yet, but, you know, whenever I'm feeling maybe like I need something new, I can always go back and look at that. And all of them are very achievable things. Like there, I didn't put anything on the list that wasn't going to be achievable, but I think it's just... <laughs> It's just I needed new ideas to get me out of my own head and my own routine. And, you know, like most of us, I have my I have my own business, so I work from home. And so trying new things is super important to get me creative and keep my mind going. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually just talking about this in a group recently um, that I formed the other day where we were talking about creating a list of of things to do for yourself because we were talking about balance and having what does balance mean to have in your life and um, such an interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. But somebody said what she actually does is she's created a list of the things that bring her joy. And it can be things that and things that she wants to do in order to incorporate more into her life. So it can be things that cost money. It can be things that don't cost money. And with that list in front of you, then you can just kind of pick and decide where you want to go. And I was, like you said, with the list, I'm like, brilliant. It's right in front of you. You don't have to sit there and think about, well, I can't think of anything. Yeah. And when I started crocheting, my grandma taught me when I was a little kid. And 
I thought I forgot everything, but really everything she taught me just like came back. And so it's been really fun, like reconnecting with her and texting her all of my, the things that I've made or the questions I have. So it's really brought us together again. Oh, I love that. Uh, You see, it's doing those hand, like, that's just such a great connection that your grandmother taught you. And now it's, you think it's a lost art or a lost expression for you, but rediscovered and then being able, she probably feels so good seeing all of that. Yeah, I, when she was teaching me, I always thought it was fun. And I don't know, I think I just became like a teenager and was just bitter to everything and never really appreciated it. (laughs) But now that I'm older, uh, it's just been a lot of fun, just asking her questions. And she's still so she knows so much about it. So it's just it's fun just being able to ask her things. I love that. Well, let's talk a little bit more about getting to the space of turning passions into podcasts. But I want to start a little bit more where you said, because you just, you got out of college not too long ago, but you said that you were working and you were in school. What other kinds of jobs and things did you have prior to this? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was in college, I always went to school full time. And I was working either part-time or full-time my last year. So I had so many amazing opportunities. I grew up in Las Vegas and I went to college in Las Vegas. So there were just endless opportunities of huge corporations there. Uh, Some of my favorite companies that I worked with were UFC. So the MMA Mm -hmm. brand and... um, And that was super fun. And then I also worked for NPR, so Nevada Public Radio. I worked on their magazine, and I was actually published a couple of times in their magazine, which was awesome. Mm, that's amazing. Oh, because yeah. you were you were a journalism major, right? I was. Yes, I went to college mm-hmm. for journalism, and then I minored in political science and film, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun because. I worked in corporate communications when I was at UFC, so I was really able to write a lot there. And writing is one of my favorite things. It's really how I express myself. It's funny because I'm in the podcast industry, but I haven't always been like the best with words, like expressing myself through words. Um, It's always been through writing that I've been able to let out my feelings or connect with others. And so... When I was at UFC, although it was communications and a big part of it was verbal communication, a lot of it was also written. So I was published on their website quite a few times for different corporate events that they had. Um, But it also helped me really use my voice and connect with these uh, other people who were huge in UFC and that needed to be brought in on projects. And so that was really a fun time in my life. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting when you get challenged to like do these things, you're like, well, that's not so much my strength. But like you said, you were kind of went in with your writing, which you felt good in. And then these other areas grew. Exactly. Exactly. And when I was in college, like I said, back in 2017, 2018, I had a podcast with my friend and it's really interesting for me to see like what I was doing back then versus what I'm doing now. I 
you know, between that time, I've found myself, I've done so many new things, I studied abroad, I really became confident in myself. So the podcast that I have now, it's called Employee to Boss. If you listen to this versus the podcast I had back in college, I sound like two different people. And I really think that's just one of the powers of podcasting. It's really like a time capsule. I think that, you know, I always encourage people to start podcasts because if they have their own business or they want to connect with their community more, it's so, so much more powerful than creating some other sort of online brand. Of course, they'll work together. But one of the things I do in my business is I go live on Instagram and Facebook every week. So I go live twice a week. And that lives so much shorter than a podcast does. With a podcast, you can look through topics and people, I can see which episodes people listen to for my podcast. So one of my most listened to episodes is actually when I interviewed a money coach. And this came out, I don't know, like three months ago or something like that. And people still listen to that today. And when it comes to Instagram, I've gone live with so many amazing people and I've done so many amazing trainings for podcasters in my free Facebook group. But once that goes live, it'll, you know, the number will keep going up for about a week and then it'll stop. And so podcasting, it's just never ending. People can find your episodes years later because they're looking for a certain topic. And then that's a new connection that you have just because you took the time, you put it onto a podcast platform and people appreciate that. People can find it honestly forever. Yeah. And it's so true. I mean, you do find, I mean, being a podcaster, you can see what topics people are more engaged with. So this whole marketing of seeing, okay, who's my audience and what are they engaged with and what can I speak more to um, in order to be able to reach them better. So yeah, right. exactly. And I actually was having this conversation with a partnership I'm going to start um, in the next couple weeks with Headliner. If you know of them, they are an online service that creates audiograms through for podcast episodes. Okay. And it's awesome. If you haven't checked out Headliner, you definitely should. I can send you like all the links and stuff. But mm -hmm. I was talking to them yesterday about how there's different ways that you can actually use podcasts. You can use it as your whole brand or you can use it as a marketing tool for your brand. So for me, I use my podcast, Employee to Boss, as a marketing tool. So potential clients can come and listen to my audio quality and you know, how I express myself and all of those things. And so they can then see what their podcast will sound like, um, just like my editing styles and all of that. But I have clients who use their podcast as their entire brand. And so everything they do is about their podcast. They're connecting with people through their podcast. Their podcast is them. They have nothing else to offer other than their podcast. And of course, when I say they have nothing else to offer, they can offer other things like sell, sell, like creating a book from their podcast or all of these other ideas. But those are really the two main ways that you can use it as your brand or as a marketing tool. Mm, interesting. Thank you for that distinction. I am wondering, so I'm just curious, you did kind of mention it, and I'm sorry if I missed something in what you said, but you said when you were in college and you had this, I'm just curious 
how long the podcast that you had was in college and what you guys talked about. Oh my gosh, this in is that time capsule. You're going to laugh. You're really going to laugh. This is really <laughs> where I was just expressing myself as creatively as possible. Uh-huh. So my podcast back in college was called Wrestling Wind Down. And we talked about female wrestlers and WWE and AEW. And we did it for about a year. And it's actually so amazing. My friend who I was co-hosting with, she still does it now. And she's taken the brand to a whole nother level. Once I moved away for like from college to Seattle, uh, it was kind of in the beginning of COVID. So recording virtually wasn't the easiest thing to do. And so mm-hmm. we really, that's where I, you know, left that brand, but she still does it. And so, yes, we talked about female wrestlers. So I guess you have a passion for this. I did at the time, yes. I was super into watching wrestling on TV and going to the events. I still think they're really fun, but I don't spend as much time, um, you know, like in it as, as I did. That's so cool. It's it's so interesting. It's so funny because two people, one person I had on the podcast and another person coming up, and it's just so interesting that in their bio, like this person coming up is like a mortician a filmmaker and a wrestler. I'm oh like, gosh. what? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay, you got my attention. Like, this right. Is- <laughs> yeah. I think that, I think, you know, a big thing about just being alive is wanting to join communities. And I can guarantee you the wrestling community is an interesting one to join. Oh my gosh. I have to say, and I have said this in another podcast before, but years and years ago, my brother was really into um, into wrestling and somebody got his tickets like right up for a steel cage match. Mm. And it was like right up close to the ring. So this was like George the Animal Steel. This was like back in the 80s kind of thing. And one of our my parents' friends went with us and he was drunk off his ass. And he just stood up and he said, this is bullshit (laughs) and we're like oh my god sit down we're gonna die like we are going to die (laughs) i take it seriously you can't talk like that here (laughs) that is so funny so we we did escape alive obviously but yeah it's it's a little scary (laughs) they started throwing things at him and everything Um, i'm telling you it's a crazy community to join (laughs) but so i mean getting caught in this topic but so freaking athletic these people are mm-hmm. totally I mean, I mean talk about acting that's another person i spoke to where he is a pastor a comedian and a wrestler wow and that's one of the things he was saying too is like talk about improv and being in the moment and really working off your opponent and right lis- listening to each other yeah and i think that's one of like we talked about this a lot where it may be fake as people will say, but you have to appreciate the athleticism of them and exactly what you're saying, the improv. I mean, there's no way that they can practice everything. Mm -mm. No, no. So moving into where you are now. So how did you actually turn? I call this exploring turning passions in the podcast. Like, how did this come to you to be like, cause I know one of the things when we talked in our pre-chat, you said that you were like, I want to work with people that I like. Like, I don't want to just take on anybody like a desperation kind of thing. Um, but how did you move into this world? 
Yeah, so it's an interesting story. I moved up to Seattle with no job, and I was just determined to figure it out. And so the first opportunity that came my way was actually one of my cousin's cousins who needed a podcast editor. And previous to this, I always thought I just did that podcast in college for fun and a way to like express myself and connect with my friend more. And so when she needed a podcast editor, I was like, oh my gosh, you'll pay me for this? Like, absolutely. I already know how to do all of this. And we marketed our show really well. We, you know, had a large following for what the podcast was. And so when she needed this editor, I was like, absolutely, yes. And she was a business coach. She was able to really help me get a lot of referrals to the next step of my business. So after that, I was a virtual assistant and podcast editor. That was my title when I was first starting. So I got a couple of clients who were, they just needed virtual assistants. I quickly learned that was not for me. I quickly learned that that was not what brought me joy in life, scheduling people's appointments and doing random things for them. So that's really where I pivoted. I was like, I love the podcast part of this. I can take this somewhere, but I have to let go of my virtual assistant clients. And so from there, I was able to solidify my messaging. One of my virtual assistant clients she is a branding coach. And so I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot of how to brand myself and use my messaging correctly to connect with the right people and put my offers out there. So once I solidified my pricing and my offers, I started working with a mindset coach. I love collaboration, so I will always have a coach, but the first coach I ever hired was a mindset coach. And now what I do is not only editing and production, but I also do a lot of coaching. So I have a six-month coaching program where people come to me and I teach them exactly what they need to do to get to the next level of their podcast. So this is typically for people who want to use a podcast in the forefront of their marketing. I work with businesses and entrepreneurs. So for example, one of my clients who I'm working with now, her podcast is called The Outdoor Entrepreneur, and she is using her podcast to connect with more people in the outdoor space to start their businesses so they're not stuck in a nine to five. They can still enjoy the outdoors. And so a lot of what I do with her is partnerships and teaching her exactly what to post, when to post, how to do outreach, all of that. And the next step in my business, which I'm super excited about, is I have some courses coming out. So my course that just launched this week is called How to Be a Podcast Guest. And I teach how to find podcasts to be on, how to do the outreach, how to prepare, how to set up your tech, all of it. It's, you know, video, it's a video course, but it also has a lot of written components to it. Like I was saying writing is my thing. So mm -hmm. it has journal prompts in there of, you know, what you need to talk about. Because if you go on a podcast just with no plan and you're a business owner, you're not going to get out of it what you want. You're not going to get out of it what your your dreams are. Being a guest on podcast is a lot of fun if you have that plan of 
okay, we're going to talk, we're going to have fun, but I'm also going to pitch my offer, or I'm also going to tell people how to find me, or I'm going to make deeper connections, because that's why we all want to be on podcasts, to make more connections deeper with people. So that was my course. Very exciting. So exciting. Go you. Thank you. (laughs) Truly. And what I really enjoy about what you just, what you said, as you were saying that you were a virtual assistant and a podcast editor, you really, it's that whole thing that you really enjoyed the podcast editing part. You're like, I've been doing this for a while. I actually really enjoy this. You want to pay me? And so there was joy in that. And then the virtual assistant, you were like, oh, that doesn't bring me joy. It's like what that Marie Kondo, you know, yes. does it bring me joy? Does it not bring me joy? And you were in a space where you could be like, which is, and actually rewording that, it's that mindset of, yes, this feels really good. And then when that happens, more comes. It's like these people started connecting you with people and bringing you more opportunities where you just knew you were in the right place. So good for you. Thank you. Yeah. Everything just fell into place exactly how it was meant to. And I just love it. So how do you, so when you're working with people, giving just like, you know, some of an answer of giving people some guidance on, on turning like passions into podcasts, like, can it be anything? Like, could you, could it be making cooking in the kitchen um, to something with animals? I mean, how do you kind of guide people in a sense of, okay, yeah, this is a good idea or some like, yeah, that seems like it would be good, but it wouldn't fly. Yeah. So there are over 2 million podcasts out there. You can start a podcast about absolutely anything and it will 100% have an audience depending on how you market it. And so I think what I mainly ask people when they come to me wanting to start a podcast is I ask them these two questions or three questions, actually. Why do you want to start this podcast? What is going to make you stand out from your competitors? And the third question is, are you willing to put in the time it's going to take? So a lot of us, when we think about starting a podcast, may feel overwhelmed with editing, marketing, all of that. And then some of us may be like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to put out my episodes and people will come to me. And you need to be somewhere in between that because while yes, you can put out your episodes and people may listen, podcast platforms like Apple and Spotify are not very searchable. And so what I mean by that is if you have a financial podcast or let's even say a cooking podcast, like you just said, maybe it's like cooking with my child. It's like how to teach your child how to cook. Um, There's going to be other podcasts like yours. And so if it's something more general like cooking and someone looks up a cooking podcast, yours will be in a sea of many. And so you need to really be able to put in the marketing that you need to do to promote it. So finding where your audience is, understanding your audience, knowing what makes you stand out. Those are all super important questions when it comes to thinking about even starting your podcast. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like when I started mine, I'm very much of a, it's had like a few different iterations. And first it was just in writing with the same, it's always been the same three questions, but first writing, second Facebook lives. And then it's been a live audio, I think for two years now. And 
I have never done any paid advertising on it. And um, I don't know if it's good or not, whatever it is, there's, it's almost 10,000 downloads at this point. But what makes me proud about that, whether that's a high number or not, I don't know. To me, I'm like, I've never paid a dime into any of this because it's about mostly for me, it's about the connections and how much I learn from everybody and having the space to expand. But it's just like this person shares and this person shares and it just it just grows. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think that's one of the best ways to do podcasting just by doing it organically and connecting with the right people. As long as you're connecting with the right people and, you know, there's that saying where if you try and help everyone, you help no one. Yes. Same with podcasting. If you try to reach everyone, you're going to not reach the right people. Like we were saying in the very, very beginning when we were talking about, about music and, you know, these performers basically saying exactly what we're thinking. And we're like, how do they do that? Because mm-hmm. they know who their audience is. <laughs> they know who is listening. Yeah. Me with yeah. my breakup playlist, they know it's someone going through a breakup. And so they're going to say like those general things that people think during breakups. And so when you have a podcast like you know, your creative podcast, you're asking these questions because you know that's what your audience loves to hear. You know that's what they're interested in. And so when you start a podcast, do not be afraid to niche down. Do not be afraid to niche down into the most specific topic you may even be able to think of. Because once you've niched down, you can always add some topics in there. But it's a lot harder to take away topics once you've already been recording. So just like you said, if someone wants to start a podcast about the most, I don't know, <laughs> like something very specific, I always encourage them to go for it and see exactly who their audience is and then launch. Well, it's kind of like, what's that called where um, people eat and chew and people watch? Oh people watch? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What the heck? What is that called? But I know my daughter will be watching it. I'm like, what are you watching? And these people have made so much money. ASM or something? Oh, ASMR, yes. Yeah, ASMR. Yeah, yeah. Just watching people chew because it just gives them relief. It's that sensory relief. So, yeah. Very specific. And, you know, (laughs) if they find their audience, some people, I cannot stand the people of the sound of people chewing. But there are some ASMRs that I do love listening to, like when they like brush your hair or do those specific things. And so it's like your audience will come to you once you know who you are. Ooh, say that again. (laughs) So your audience (laughs) will come to you once you know who you are, once you know what you have to offer, once you know what you want to talk about. And that's why... My second question I always ask is, what makes you stand out from your competition? And while there is no right answer, there's definitely some wrong answers. I would say the right answer that I'm always looking for is someone to say, me, I'm what makes my podcast stand out. I'm what makes my podcast different. Because like I'm saying, there's so many podcasts out there in the same topics where if you want to start a cooking podcast, 
there is going to be so many others, but they're going to come and listen to you because they like you and what you have to say and what you have to offer. Very specifically, they're coming to listen to you. Mm. So this is kind of not one of these cases where you're looking for what your audience wants to talk about, or you're kind of like, okay, what do people want? And you're talking to that. This is where you're very specifically saying, which I really appreciated that, is once you know who you are, because it's then authentic. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're not bullshitting anybody. Exactly. Wow. And yes, thank you, Kelly. Kelly said she is experiencing this re revelation currently. Oh, good. So she has an incredible show about um, single mamas. And she's uh, doing a show with her, with her sister and just really conversational. So Kelly, if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to ask. Um, yeah, please ask. So that's such an incredible topic too. And I think back to the whole wanting to be in a community part where I interviewed, um, one of my connections, her name is Mary Grace Yunez, and she is a network professional. So she hosts networking events. She owns a networking company for professionals. And one of the things we talked about in our interview was how she was a teen mom and had absolutely no support from anyone and didn't even know any other teen moms. And so now that she's older and her son is older, she's networking a lot more because she doesn't want to she doesn't want anyone to feel like they're out there on their own and that just stems from her being a teen parent yeah it, it it's we do what we really i i don't know i know that for me i never enjoyed school school was not a happy place for me so it was really interesting to me that a large part of my career was spent in schools. I'm like, what am I doing here? Like school was stressful for me. I never liked the space. Mm -hmm. And what that I think boiled down to was I wanted to make it a better experience in the ways that I could for other people. Mm. I didn't want them to feel like I did. I wanted to create a safe space. I love that. I love that a lot. So... Thank you. So Kelly has a question. Do you see the question? I do. Yes. So if I recommend weekly or biweekly episodes, do you recommend a specific number to be the most successful? So this really comes down to how much time you have and what feels good to you. There's no magic number. If weekly sounds good to you and you think that you can put out four episodes a month, go for it. If that sounds excessive, bi-weekly is totally fine I have client or if you want like two two episodes a week I think is what you're asking um that would that would drive me crazy honestly for myself but I have clients who put out two episodes a week one of my favorite podcasts is called the mindset mentor he puts out three episodes a week and yeah, me too very very successful and so really it just is about what feels good to you I was actually editing one of my clients' episodes yesterday, and they were talking about how much you should post on social media and where you should post, post on social media. And they had the same answer that I do. It's whatever makes sense for you. 
when you, if you wanted to start a TikTok, it's recommended that you post five times a day every single day. Mm. I know myself well enough that I cannot do that. <laughs> I can post, I can commit to one Instagram post a day, six days a week. And that's what feels good to me. And I can commit to one podcast episode a week, so four a month, and that feels good to me. So it's really, Kelly, what feels good to you about how much you can record, how much you can edit, how much you want to talk about, really. So and there's no right answer. I have clients that do bi-weekly, weekly, bi-monthly. Uh, mm. One of the podcast guests that I interviewed he was my second episode. His name is Gordon Firemark. He's the podcast lawyer. So he's a lawyer for entertainment law. And he's amazing. He's had his podcast for 13 years and they release one episode a month. 13 wow. years. So really, it's that longevity that is, he knows that he can commit to one a month and that feels good to him. Hmm. I love that. It's just that reinforcing because when it feels too much, it's constricting. Right. And 13 years is a long time. It's a long, it's a long time. time. Wow. So do you see Kelly's next question? Do I recommend an editing app? So I use um, Adobe Audition for editing. I pay for it. And not just because this is my business podcast production. Um, there's a lot of other free ones out there. Um Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name. You can always but, tell me later and I yeah. can share it out. Okay, I'll send it to you later. Um, but I use Adobe Audition and I get great results from it. Okay, mm -mm. wonderful. So let's see what Kelly said. Good. So Kelly, if there's any other questions, throw them out um, to us. But I will move on to the second question, which you've kind of mentioned, but... Um, curious about more ways that you incorporate creativity into your own life now. Yeah, absolutely. So now I've been doing a lot more crocheting, like I was speaking about. I have been trying new coffee shops since I have the ability to work from wherever I want. I go to coffee shops to meet people and talk to people and I really think that's how I fill up my cup is engaging with others that's probably why I love podcasting so much because I think we all have so much to learn from each other and that's what gets me creative just being able to speak with new people and have new perspectives on life my gosh I love that right can you imagine if we just lived in our own bubble and never interacted I would lose it. I would lose it, honestly. I mean, stuff's been happening like that. People can say, yes, it, it has been happening. People who've lived alone and all of this kind of stuff over the last two years. Um, but it just made me think of, you wouldn't know this movie. I don't know if Kelly, you might know this movie. Boy in the Plastic Bubble. This was John Travolta back in the 70s or 80s. Mm. And he literally, he was thought to have this disease and he couldn't go out. Yeah. She's like, yes, she couldn't go outside the bubble. And then um, he finally did like, oh, my God, that would be horrible. That would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I have to since you mentioned crochet, I would just so I started 
which I'm so excited and so grateful. I have a TV show now called I Am Creative on a local station. Oh, fun. And yeah, thanks. It's really exciting. So it's a 30 minute slot, um, time slot. But my first guest yesterday that I had on, she, one of the things she does is crochet and she does such incredible things with it. It's amazing. I mean, it's like crochet out of the box. She does so many earrings, necklaces, mixing it with other mediums and um, two-dimensional pieces. And then she crochets off to make 3D pieces. Mm. It's just amazing. That's awesome. I know. It's not a pro like that yet, but (laughs) (laughs) so impressive. So what are some other things that you would like to be bringing in more into your world? Like from your list that you have in front of you, what when you look at that, you're like, yes, that's next. So the next thing for me is travel and very excited about that because I've always loved traveling And it's the same thing, like seeing new places, I think opens your mind a lot more. So I have quite a few trips planned this summer, and I'm actually taking my first solo trip by myself to Costa Rica for my birthday. And it's the first solo trip I've ever, ever, ever taken. So I'm super excited and looking forward to that. Wow. Well, are you doing it? uh, Do you know... Are you doing it through any kind of a place that plan the places that you stay? So I'm just going to stay at one of like the main hostels there. It's called Salinas and it's awesome because they, it it's for, not typically for, but they do have a lot of co-working. So a lot of digital nomads stay there and um, it's just beautiful. I'm so looking forward to it. Well, we should connect and talk afterwards if you want. Both of my kids went to Costa Rica on oh, programs. No way. And yeah, yeah, they um, went on like gap year stuff. So um, they, one, my daughter went on like a group program where she did, um, they cleaned up the beaches and they they did recycling pickup and then they uh, work with the turtles. Mm. And then my son did an immersive where he lived with a family. He speaks fluent Spanish, but um, he lived with a family and then um, just, he was there for two months. That's awesome. So, yeah, they were in different parts of of Costa Rica. So we can give you help. We haven't been there, but they have. (laughs) That would be amazing. Thank you. They loved it. I mean, they were just like, oh, my God, you can't even imagine how gorgeous it is. Yeah, I cannot wait. What other places are you going to? Um, So I'm going back home this weekend. So not anything crazy, but I live in Las Vegas or I lived in Las Vegas. So it's always a good time. Um, I have just a couple trips planned to go see friends like in Nashville and New Jersey. So that's my only international trip coming up, but I'm sure I'll take some road trips anywhere around the Pacific Northwest. It's so beautiful up here. And I really haven't adventured a lot. I've been here for almost two years and I've only done a couple hikes and seen a couple of the lakes. So I think that's one of my goals this summer. Oh my gosh. You live in such an amazing part of the world. I know. And I I don't take advantage of it. So I really need to. Yeah. Yeah. That's so often. I'm going to just suggest to everybody, don't uh, we, my husband and I, when we lived in New York, we did a, um, a, our honeymoon was a, uh, a stay, like a staycation. Don't do that. 
<laughs> don't do that. Because oh my gosh. <laughs> first, of, first of all, we got sick. But second yeah. of all, you, when you're in your space, you get tied to things that you could or should be doing. Right. You need to leave it. <laughs> you need to. <laughs> so even if it's just a little bit away and staying like someplace, yeah, it, like really exploring. Because the idea was, we were saying, you know, we need to explore the city and more of what we don't actually see. Um, but in that case, it wasn't the best. But yeah, where you are is so much about nature and outside and beauty. Yeah, I I love it here. I just need to see more of it. Yeah. Well, as we're getting to the top of the hour and the third question, which kind of wraps it up and puts a nice little bow on it is, why do you think creativity is important? I think creativity is so important because as a business owner, burnout is so real. Burnout is so, so real. And I have been burnt out a couple times before. And it I've realized it's because I'm not doing the things that actually bring me joy. It'll be, I'll be working extra hours or one of my things with <laughs> my clients is some of them will have like emergencies that need fixed. And it's taken me about two years in my business to realize nothing is a true emergency. <laughs> nothing mm. is a true emergency. And that may sound negative, but it's those type of things that will get me burnt out. And so trying new things, seeing new places, creating things that's what brings me joy. And that's where I get to be creative. Anything outside of my business that I get to be creative with fills up my cup and it makes me so happy. Oh my gosh. See, I give quotes to everybody that's been on my show and nothing is a true emergency is your quote. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. And I think it's just speaking to the fact of, God, we get so caught up in well, I set this deadline and this is the deadline and we have to meet it and we have to meet it. And we, and yes, there are deadlines that need to be met. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I get it. But it's this emotional attachment and our, our, the way we speak to ourselves, it creates our blood pressure goes through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. And of course I always want my clients happy, but sometimes it's just, I need to take care of myself as well. And they need to, you know, have we need to have those boundaries. And so on weekends, I do not do anything with work. That is my me time. That is my happy time. And that's really where I just get to do whatever my heart desires whenever it wants. So it's taken me a long time to realize that boundaries are super important and nothing needs to be done within like seconds of yeah. <laughs> it's like wait a minute somebody's do you think that that's attached to disappointing somebody else yeah I I would I would consider myself a people pleaser so no but I mean when people are in that state of well it has to be done now it has to be done now are, are they coming from a space of well I'm disappointing somebody if it doesn't get done interesting I think so honestly because I'm thinking of the last emergency that my client had and uh something was like misspelled in her show notes and well yeah that definitely needs to be fixed on the day of launch it's going to be seen by what like I don't know how many people right. but if it's fixed like that 
morning or that afternoon it doesn't need to be fixed the second she sees it right people read over things so fast no one is going to be like oh do you remember on episode four (laughs) season two when she misspelled that one word like no one is going to think about that and so I think it's just like giving yourself the peace to not be stressed out over the small things yes yes it's funny because mentioning misspellings first of all one of my friends recently said I actually um, get excited when I see something misspelled because I feel like I found something (laughs) like like like, oh I noticed that that's so exciting right (laughs) but um in one of my in so I have a multi-author book that's coming out April 8th that's going to launch and Kelly who's actually listening is going to be in it yay she's one of the contributors Um, But the book prior, Creativity Is, whatever you want it to be, one of my contributors, she had a horrible, life-threatening, literally could have died situation. Um, So as she wrote her chapter, when she got the edits back, she said, Hollis, is it okay if I leave the misspellings and everything just the way it is? Because I'm happy to be alive and I'm happy I could write it. Mm. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> love that <laughs> so she just did like a uh in her intro she said there are many spelling errors and this and if you don't like mistakes then don't read my chapter <laughs> I like that I really like that and I think to that whenever you read something and just like you're saying it can be exciting to see those misspellings because that shows not everything is perfect and the world around you is real and I feel like especially during COVID I'm sure we all had those moments where we were like, is anything real? What is happening out there? And so it really just shows things are real. Mistakes happen. Mistakes happen. We're not perfect. And we shouldn't expect ourselves to be perfect or other people. It's just, it's too much of a responsibility. Yeah. Too much weight to carry. So, man, so Haley, can you please tell people how they can connect with you? Yes. I mainly hang out on Instagram My Instagram is Espresso Podcast Production, and I also have a free Facebook group for anyone who is interested in starting a podcast, has a podcast, wants to learn more about podcasting, wants to be a podcast guest, and that one is called Espresso Growth for Podcasters, Entrepreneurs, and Industry Leaders. So Haley, before we say our goodbyes, is there anything that you're feeling you want to say or share with anybody? I think we covered a lot and I've loved this conversation. It's different than a lot of the conversations that I have typically on podcasts where, you know, it's more of just like sell, 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 connect, connect, connect. This is really about just like trying new things and having an open conversation. So I've loved this a lot. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And that's the space. Yeah, that's what I want to create. It's getting to know people as people and why we do what we do in our experience, because everybody has different experiences and perspectives. And that's the beauty that we can bring to the world. So remember, nothing is a true emergency, everybody. (laughs) So... Again, Haley, thank you. And those joining us live, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you. Those catching the replay, you've taken an hour out of your day and um, we appreciate that. That's a nice amount of time. 
So wherever you are in the world, we wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and we'll be talking to you soon. So goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. The self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and huh? be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's, again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't. We are not made for boxes. (laughs) There is also my TV show, I Am Creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link. And you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So IamCreativePhilly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story, because we all have one.